Welcome to Last God Standing. I'm Teresa. Danny. How's it going? Good. How are you? I pinched a nerve in my neck. I can't, you know, access the right. Yeah, feels good. Ironically, you are a masseuse. I know. <laughs> Somebody's like, do you have a massage pillow? I go, I'm a massage pillow. Otherwise, I'm still housing insecure. I know. What's going on? It- uh, I took off Monday to go look at houses, but like the more I look, the further away we are. We're pretty getting close to the Woodstock area. Not that that's terrible. Yeah, how's that going to work with work? It's not, is it? (laughs) I don't... If I was... If I were to leave my job, I would want to leave the way I want to leave. Like, I don't want to leave... Right. Because, like, I feel forced to, you know? Yeah. Anyway, I, I thought of you, and I was like, well... It's still three hours away, but they're three traffic-free hours, and that's really what it's about. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it makes the world a difference, let me tell you. And I'm like, and Danny's a hippie. She'll want to come up to Woodstock anyway. No, it makes a big difference not having to go through New York. Oh, yeah, through the island? Yeah. And I said that to Michael. I said, even if like, if we put in a 100-hour radius, like a 100-mile radius, the fr- you're just gonna, you're going to want to go ahead and stop in New York. Because any further down, and you're going to have to cross into the city through the the GW and stuff like that. And then you're going to want to blow your own head off. I, I'm telling you, um, I will drive when, when somebody says something is three hours away here. I'm like, that's fine. Because yeah. it's actually going to be three hours. It's not going to turn into five, two hours in. <laughs> you're like, I'll, I'll queue up a couple of podcasts. Yeah, I, I, I can do that. But New York City, it's just an endless aggravation. I know. It's oh my God. worse. I know. I'm like, so maybe everything for a reason, but we don't have to leave until January, so. Oh, that's good. That's good. I thought it was like in a month. It was supposed to be November 15th. But she's, I talked to the landlady and she's like, I talked to him until I said, I have to have Christmas here one more time. She's very, huh. And uh, they were like, okay, how about January 1st? She's like, come on. Jeez. Who moves on New Year's Day? That's crazy. That's for crazy people. But even if we close early, we stopped paying rent because of this. So we get to save some of the down payment. And it takes about two months to close on a house. So if we buy a house, um, we'll close in November anyway. And I, I was like, even if we're paying the mortgage and not there yet, because we have two more months of, it's still reduced by a lot because we're not buying something that costs more than the rent we were paying. Right. Heavens, I couldn't do it. No. Yeah. And it's a, you know, you've met Michael, you've met my husband. That's going good. (laughs) It's going over good. The only good thing that happened so far this year is you're engaged and Bill was right about Nexium. Is that why you but, like him so much? <laughs> should I marry Bill? Yeah, man. He was right about that Nexium. That, that Nexium hookup. Like. Chef's guess. <laughs> I buy it over the counter. If it comes to it, I'll take two. I don't care. Uh, yeah, I know. He's given it to me a couple of times. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is it. And so, sometimes I take one and I don't have to take another one for like another three days. Oh, wow. I'm like, oh, it's really good against fat heartburn. <laughs> That's a hot tip for you. <laughs> so what else is new? I got engaged. 
Can I tell you who listens to this? Does any anybody we know listen to this? I love your ring so much. It's so pretty. Is that a moonstone? We yeah. do a moonstone there. Yeah, with uh, the the what do you call it? The moons. Yep, yep. And then like little, I don't know. I think I think they're branches. I don't know. They're flares. They're flares. They're they're zhuzh. <laughs> Um. Anybody we know listen to this? Like anybody of of, of import? Should I say it for another time? They already know. Talk smack. Let's talk smack. What are we talking smack about? Uh, the reason why I knew this was different was because when you went to go move in with your ex, I don't know if we're naming names, but you moving in with your ex, you thought about starting a corporation. <laughs> and when you called me up and said, is it too soon to move in with Bill? You said yes to marriage. <laughs> dead, dead. I love you. Okay, good response. Actually, what happened was he um, he got down on one knee to propose and I said, yeah, but... I know, and and you're such a romantic. Except I said, I hope you're tying your shoe. <laughs> He's like, I'm so much. I felt bad though. He had we were supposed to so we went away, but it rained the entire freaking time, and we were going to the Ren Fair, and he was going to do it right before we walked into the Ren Fair. Oh, raining so bad that it he did it before we left for the Ren Fair. I mean, it was That's so. Cool. It was cool. He kneeled so he could be at eye level with you. <laughs> true <laughs> the only way it's the only way <laughs> so yeah it's gonna be um an interesting wedding oh it's gonna be an exciting wedding I'm um sure. yeah we're looking at a hall saturday uh the mm-hmm. polish american something or other is he polish he is polish <laughs> vincent dombrowski the singer of sponge my Vinny dombrowski he was what it, what is it when you're in charge of the the parade? He was a mummer. No, like a grandmaster. It makes it sound like he's in the clan, but that's oh, not... he's a grandmaster. But he was in charge. Master of ceremonies. Master of ceremonies. He's he was in charge of the Polish Day Parade in Detroit. Oh well, there you go. I almost saw it, but then uh, I was just passing through and like couldn't make it happen. Well, Bill used to be a mummer. Um. And we have to learn how to do something called the mummer strut. Um, yeah. That's rude. It is <laughs> not rude. Wait till you see it. I sent it to Melissa. I thought I sent it to you, but I didn't. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> is it going to be like the time we met belly dancing? No. <laughs> no, no. I think somebody will lead it. I think we're just waving our arms up. And I don't know. Everyone, when we first met, I had to wear a leotard two sizes too small. And a see-through skirt. And it was at somebody's house. And can I tell you, every house we look at uh, just about has a septic situation. And I've never forgotten her bathroom sign in all of these years later, like these 20 years later. It said, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. And I I swear to God, that has profoundly stuck with me. (laughs) This weird woman in her weird circle. And sling blade. There's a guy like doing Tai Chi in the woods with his sword, but it was a bamboo forest, which you're not allowed to have on Long Island. Introduce uh, nibbles. They asked everybody to introduce themselves, and I swear to what did he say his name was? It wasn't it was, sling blade, but it, it wasn't was, sling blade, but it might as well have been. And all of us who were leading the circle could not make eye contact with each other. Like, like I have never seen the five of us just stare off into space. 
And this is the time some of us were meeting each other and we were like, nope, don't look at that. We're like, no, nobody's going to look anybody. Everybody just stared straight ahead with dead eyes. Like, Like, this is normal. That's what normal people name themselves. (laughs) They pick out their own nicknames. That's what. Yeah. There was no way we were going to make eye contact with each other. Yeah, I had, that was like only my second time meeting you. <laughs> I was like, this is great. This is perfect. Yeah, this is wonderful. I like this, actually. And there was a spider situation. And oh, I gracefully walked. Away. I didn't want to get grass stains on my skirt. Like, it mattered. That was back before I knew nothing mattered. Right. <laughs> I was and like, everything's such a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was an interesting... Oh, my gosh. Nibbles. <laughs> Can't wait to do a mum strut. It's a mummer's strut. Strutting like your mum. Okay, play, please make sure you mention that at the wedding. Strutting like your mum. And then I'm just going to cheers like whatever bottle of water is nearby. Listen, honestly, <laughs> the goal is the reception. I don't care. Like, just everybody get drunk and have a good time. I, I really don't care. Okay. Um, again, the theme will be. You know that outfit that you've always wanted to wear but didn't have any place to wear it to? Now's the time. I come dressed in like the Cheshire Cat, like the the cat's style makeup of Cheshire Cat. <laughs> I'm like, I had it in the back of my closet. <laughs> I mean, if that's what floats your boat. <laughs> if that's what floats your boat, you come dressed as the Cheshire Cat. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, Alice in Wonderland is my favorite, so... Is Teresa furry now? Why didn't you tell anyone? I feel like at one point people will ask questions and then they'll just stop. And they'll be like, did Michael know? Did he Michael looks like he doesn't know. Michael, in fact, did not know. <laughs> Michael got there and went, what the fuck are you wearing? Be like, it's a, this is the officiant's outfit. You didn't know? Do you think so. he would even claim you as his wife at that point? No, he'd be like, he'd probably look at me and be like, yeah, I guess more of this. <laughs> more of whatever the fuck Make this is. With all this bullshit. <laughs> Those are not to come up in here with this bullshit. And here she came with her bullshit. <laughs> so, he'd be like, I never met anybody with crazy on a slower leak than my wife. <laughs> he was cute, though. He did leave that message that he was looking forward to the nuptials. <laughs> he, he, I don't know what exactly that meant. <laughs> he voiced a text because he cannot spell nuptials. <laughs> He's like, I, for one, am looking forward to the nuptials. I was like, is that good or bad? That's good. <laughs> He's getting coverage from a gig even already. Oh, This boy's booked very far out in advance. Wow. I know. Sir yeah. Gigs- Once we find out uh, if we like the hall, uh, we're probably going to book it. Once the hall's booked, I don't care. I thought you were going to go for like an in the woods situation. Well, that's what I want for the hand fasting. Hmm. I'm totally stealing your idea and from what you did at your wedding. Oh, yeah. And we're going to have like the little hand fasting and then have the reception later. Oh, okay. Just we're skipping the Catholic wedding in between. You don't need that part. I'm going to get ordained. Are you? And then we can put that on the laundry list of things that make me employable. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to get on a diet is what I'm going to do. Oh, me too. Michael's so fun. This is so ridiculous. I know we have not even started this program. Sorry, everybody. But I was, I'm going to Rhode Island Comic Con, right? And I was going to dress up like a character from Farscape. I have that coat that I bought um, from the leather. Um, oh my friends. God, $500 leather coat? Yes. Okay. And uh, again, I, I put it on now. I cannot get it closed, obviously. 
I was a much smaller person back then. And Michael's like, I don't want to be mean. And everybody's going to think I'm mean. But like, sorry, fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> oh, not say that. He's like, I don't know how to tell you this. Well, that's yeah, so okay. So I'm looking at all these dresses, and they're like the mermaid style. Because I, there's no way I can wear something big and poofy. My legs are too short. I'm too low to the ground. Or my wedding dress. And um, well, I was like, but I don't want to look like you know, ten pounds of sausage <laughs> in a five pound bag. <laughs> I don't want to look like a big man in a tight coat. <laughs> oh, nipples, so bad. She's gonna be the ring bearer. No, I told Bill that. I said, you better make nipples that ring bearer. She leaves with the rings. You have to put words on her. Oh. oh, help me. Oh, my God. Say, get helping. Not... Anyways, apparently she doesn't want to talk about the wedding anymore. Just like she doesn't like to talk about. <laughs> just beating the shit out of me. Get down. Get out. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Right, oh, let me get her. Uh, I'm, I'm being a... Ah! <laughs> Oh, I have a booger. Oh, go. All right. Oh, okay. I'm just dry boogers. What is going on with your boogers? I just have them. Oh. They're around. And then now that I have my nose pierced, it's like all in there. Just all boogers all the time. I suppose we should start the podcast. I guess. I guess we'll save some stuff for the next time when we talk about decorations. Yes. <laughs> I mean, when we talk about, yeah. We talk about if I've lost any weight and, um, I'm with you. I'm going to lose weight with you. So I can be like only a little bit of a fat guy in a tiny coat. You're not going to be, let's just say our goal is not to be fat guys in tiny coat. <laughs> That's the goal. I still, it's okay if I can't close it. I got big titties. Yeah. Boobs, boobs don't count. <laughs> but I'd still like, I'd like the leather pants to cut in a slightly less. There's pants? Uh, for the character. Yeah. She's oh. like. On Farscape, they were like nothing but sexy people in leather. Oh. That's what outer space is like. It's sexy leather time. I didn't realize outer space had so much sexy leather. Oh my god, it was like pound town every episode. <laughs> it was the horniest show of the 90s. People don't know, but it was horny. <laughs> well, we're going to leave pound town. <laughs> head over to Welsh town. <laughs> Pounding it, pounding out. It's not like. I mean, not in. I mean, maybe they were in leather pants. Um, I'm sure there was some leather. Oh, I have to tell you really quick. I know we're gonna diverse, but we got a little wasted at the Ren Fair. (laughs) Some of us more than others. Um, and we we it doesn't take as much as you would think. Um. But we stopped at this booth and the guy was doing Viking pictures. I will send you the picture. You feel free to post it on the yeah. It is it is something. Um Bill was wearing furs and a big it looks like a Russian Cossack hat. And the guy put a fur on me and I was like, Oh, is this real fur? And he's like, Oh yeah, it's Arctic Fox. I'm all, oh. And then he gives us these props that are like axes, they were sharp. Oh! I sliced my hand open 
the shirt I'm wearing looks like I'm not wearing a shirt at all. That's the idea. It looks like my boob is just hanging out. There's blood on my hand. And it looks like a giant merchant. <laughs> Perfect. No notes. Fabulous. So on that note, let's move on to the Welsh. Oh. I'm sure they were wearing giant fur hats. They're wearing horse hats. No. No horse hats. The horses thing. You're like, Arctic fox, at least it's not horse. <laughs> All I could think of afterwards was like, I had to make a blood atonement for putting that fur on. <laughs> I can't believe he spent the money on that. I would be like, oh, no, it's well. There was booze involved, and plus, it was raining, and you know, all there was to do was shop and drink. If I was running the photo booth, that wouldn't be real Arctic Fox. I'd be like, no, it's plastic. Obviously, what am I made of money? Right, right. And then here's a real axe sharpened so that you slice your hand open. I was like, what the fuck? Who's running that, Joe? <laughs> no. All right, we got to get through this. We got to get through. Okay, yeah, we're here. We're here. We're here. Okay, focus, focus, focus. Otherwise, I'm going to have to pee my pants right in the middle of it. <laughs> um, oh, bleeding. Um, okay, so my goddess is Madron. Oh, hello. Yeah, in honor of it being fall. Um, she is Mabin's mother. Oh, hello. Yes. Um, now, both characters may have derived from earlier divine figures. In her case, they think she might have come from the Gaulish goddess Matrona, and she also might have been a prototype for Morgan Le Fay. Now they say Great. that, but when I looked up Morgan Le Fay, because I almost did her tonight, but it's a mm -hmm. lot. They don't mention Madron at all. Um, so I'm gonna say that that was just some wishful thinking on somebody's part. Not all paths lead to Morgan Le Fay. Okay, I know, right? Um. She's largely featured in the Welsh tradition as a supernatural mother figure, obviously, because she's uh, Mabin's mother. Um, <clears throat> both Matrona and Maponis, which was what they think that the father, uh, the mother and son um, came from. Wait a minute, let me start it up again. Both Matrona and Maponis were worshipped in the area around Hadrian's Wall, or Old Britain. Okay. Um, there is certain elements of Madron's story, specifically that her son Mabin is stolen from her, that suggest a connection with Rhiannon in the first branch of the Mabinogian. Because oh. her surgery was also stolen. Maybe they were friends because they bonded over, they have a trauma bond. Right. <laughs> um, there is no origin story for her. Um, again, trying to find more about her led to more, which was interesting, but it was a lot more scholarly, like a little mm -hmm. dry, um, but not myth mythology. Um, the first reference of her name shows up in um, an old poem, which God forbid I can't say, Pagurgiwa Purtha. Nailed it. See, we don't even look up our own pronunciation, so you guys have no you're not Welsh or Irish. Um, and it's only because she's listed as being Mabin's mother. Because Mabin is listed as one of King Arthur's warriors. Oh, interesting. Yes. Um, um, more on that as this develops. Yes. She also makes a substantial appearance. So she does make appearance in Welsh literature, 
in another poem called Coweth and Olwen. And that's, oh, okay. yeah, that's where the story of um, Mabin being stolen from her takes place. So the story mm -hmm. states that she was actually sleeping with Mabin. He was three days old. And as was custom, she actually was sleeping with him in a bed up against the wall, which I thought was cute because, I mean, that then means... the baby can't fall out. Right. But he was stolen from between her and the wall by unknown forces when he was only three days old. And no one has seen him since. Like they, she never saw him again. Um, recovering Mabin from his mysterious captures is one of the various challenges faced by King Arthur and his men in the story. And the adventure comprises of a significant portion of the text. Arthur's men do locate Mabin with the series of wise and ancient animals and liberate him to battle. And subsequently, he joins Arthur and insists in the hunt for the great boar. Um, he, the Welsh triads give her father's name, um, who may be the son of Belly. If you remember, we did him a while back. Yeah. So Belly may be her grandfather. So the also the Welsh triads is um, a group of related texts in medieval manuscript, which preserves fragments of Welsh folklore. Uh, I had never heard of this before, but apparently it's quite old. And um, they think that that's where some of the stories have come from. So if you it's, see it referenced again. It's good to hear like a different part of the Cullen story too, because like whenever I wind up having it in my thing, it's always like, you cannot, you'll never get past this guy. This guy's a real prick. And then the, whoever is on the quest, King Arthur, I guess, or one of his guys is like, it'll be fine. And then the next guy comes up and goes, not this guy though. He's a real prick this time. Right. So it's nice to hear that there's a more to that story than everybody's a prick and you'll never get past them. And he's like, don't even worry about it, me. Exactly. So the reason I've even bringing up her father in this is because the meaning of her father's name, Affleck, it's not Affleck. It's Affleck. associated, but not necessarily directly associated. And that's based on this triad, um, which is they have dated it back um, to where most of Welsh folklore has come from, mm. um, but they they what they're saying they're reading in the triad is that Madra Madron um, is also related to the king of Anwen. Yeah, we just did him last week, did we not? So um, you have to take it with a grain of salt. I mean, you're you're piecing together different different things. I I do like. The idea of this Welsh triads. Yeah. This was the first I was hearing about it. Um, but the fact that they have they've comprised all these together that they found and have tried to piece together um, you know, different stories. And they're they're dating them back to the thirteenth century. Hmm. Right. Um so <clears throat> anyways. Uh, they also think that she's the mother of twins, um, Owen Mab Urin, uh, by a different father. Who this? The twins actually fought their father um, in poems of the of uh, the Taliesin or poems of Merlin. The farther you go down, the more there is a lot of really old manuscripts, which actually made me happy 
Yeah. Um, because it's not just like, oh, well, we, you know, we got this. And again, it's still obviously, even if these manuscripts were found from like the 13th century, you know, th- yes, they're still word of mouth, but it's much better than the game of ten- telephone of us playing it, you know, from the 13th century. At least there's some written text on it. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Um, the triad seems to be connected to a story found in another part of the triad uh, where they're birthed to an unnamed otherworldly mother. And then one of the twins finds out that their mother is actually Mod- Modron. Um, so it's like, it's, it's a little soap opera-y. <laughs> um, and it gets confusing. And there wasn't a, a better way for me to like note this. I I tried Um, and that's pretty much it she doesn't really have a big backstory other than her name pops up a lot Um, but I think the whole I I personally feel like they're almost giving her the name Madron and it is more of a just a mother name you know like Matron or Matrona I, I feel like that's just her title and not her actual name. Okay, yeah, yeah. But uh, it, it sounds like it derives from matron. Right. But then you look at the fact that they're saying that Mabin is her son. So I don't know if they tried to Englishize it, Anglicize it, and make them sound more connected. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, there is no doubt that Mabin is her son. That none of the texts are debating that she is the son, uh, the mother of Mavin. But okay. I feel like the name is more of a title and not really a name. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, so that's her notoriety slash origin. Hmm. That's pretty good, considering. I think I'm going to give her a seven. Um, I think I'm going to give her a six. That's pretty high scoring for these cats. I know. That's <laughs> what time of year it is, let's be honest. <laughs> so her family line or her link to the Arthurian legends is obviously being the mother of Mabin. Um, again, King Arthur goes to find and liberate the child. I don't know if he's still a child at that point. Yeah, probably not. But then Mabin does, you know, join Arthur Arthur. And assist for hunting the great boar, which is one of his stories. The Towick Turret. Sure. I buy that. Is the great boar like code for Holy Grail later on? Uh, no, it's, um, it was just one of the challenges he had to do. Hmm. I think it's just a story. Like, feel- oh, one time we were hunting this great boar. Like, you know. I feel like King Arthur has a lot more interesting stories than I've been led to believe over time. Agreed. Like I, it was like all like Jeffrey of Monmouth and and Christian Frenchman or whatever, and I'm like, nah, lame, lame. And not yeah. that they were lame, but like lame, lame. But like these are way more interesting. Yeah. It. So the story of the Great Boar is that there was this prince who was cursed into the form of a wild creature. He has poisonous bristles and carries a pair of scissors, a comb, and a razor on his head between his ears. Arthur Arthur has to go kill him. Arthur and his men, but they can't get close enough to him. Mm-hmm. 
um, because he can shoot venom out, I guess, like a porcupine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's Arthur and his men who take the most prominent role in the chase, and it ca- he causes the death of several of Arthur's troops. Um, and finally, they drive him into the Sea of Cornwall and drown him. Okay. Yeah, I'd never heard this story before. Can I tell you? I just looked it up just to make sure I was right. You know what this sounds like? I don't know how much like comic or old timey TV you watch, but there was a character on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> called Bebop. Yes. And it was the boar, and it had yes. like a lot of activity up there. And I'm like, oh, did they base Bebop off this King Arthur legend? I'll never know, but I say yes. I'm gonna say sure. I'm gonna stick that. I'm gonna put that Bebop in my pop culture pocket. Me too. I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna type it right here so I don't forget it in five minutes. <laughs> Although technically, that wouldn't be Madron's pop culture. No, it wouldn't be. Who who would that go with? But it's King Arthur. Well, he's on the quest, so it counts. True. <laughs> um. So that's her Arthurian link. Personally, I find it slightly weak. It is a little bit weak. I was only going to give her a four. Yeah, I think so. Me too. Two fours. We're in. Um, I could find no neo-pagan love for her. Oh, that's a shame. Um, the only the only thing is if I wanted to stretch it a little bit, I would say, you know, if you're just calling the mother. Yeah. There's probably some aspect of her, but the reality is, is nobody's calling Madron. No, they're probably calling Morgan or... The Morrigan. The Morrigan, the Morgu, the, yeah, they're not calling Madron. Um, so, I'm going to give her a two because she's still a mom. <laughs> I'll give her a one because I'm not a mom. <laughs> and as far as pop culture, mm. Bebop. No, <laughs> Bebop. Bebop and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ten. No. <laughs> so, um, Outside of being mentioned in the story, um, <laughs> she she her name is mentioned quite a lot if you play Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, really? Um, but they are um, they're called Madrons, but they are um, monsters. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they look like. They look like um, like squares with legs. All Madrons speak a complex language, that of absolute law and order that only lawful creatures can speak. Uh, they can speak telepathically, and you have to use charm monster spells on them. And if you look <laughs> them up, the pictures of them are hysterical. I'm about to, I'm like, mm. uh, Their caste system is ruled over the one and only Primus. Not, not Primus Maximus, but just Primus. <laughs> the band. There are 15 types of Madron. There's a one-eyed, round Madron. Oh my god, it looks like Monsters, Inc. Yeah. There's a blocky, <laughs> rectangular one. A pyramid-shaped <laughs> one. A cube-shaped one. Uh, a starfish-looking creature that has five legs and can paralyze gas cannon on top of them. Um, I don't feel like this is really uh, what she was going for. No, it looks like Mike got out of hand. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The fact that there's 15 different types of these, and I'm like, really? 
really? Like, okay. I'm going to say that's unrelated news. <laughs> I'm going to have to goose egg her on it. Yeah, she's going to get a zero on that. All right. Sorry, lady. Uh, we like you anyway, eh? We do, but I don't think she gets a throne. No, I was going to say I don't think so either. Her final score is a 24. Take oh, my. 24 and no throne. No, no throne. But that's okay. We still love you, Mom. You didn't want to throw in anyway. She didn't. She just wants to be left alone. Can you just give me a call every once in a while? You don't right. even love your mother anymore. Every mother now, like I recently like reacquainted myself with Bye Bye Birdie, is Albert's mom. Don't worry about me, Sonny. As long as you're happy. That's Marjorie right now. <laughs> She's like, it's not like I really got to know you anyways. <laughs> just leave me in the gutter. <laughs> You know, just leave me for the boar. It's fine. <laughs> I'll stay here. You go on ahead on your little adventures. I'll be fine. I think Arthur's a bad influence, but what do I know? What do I know? <laughs> you go ahead. You have my support. I'll love you no matter what you do. <laughs> so what if you're an ingrate so long as you're happy? Yeah. I don't know why we're making this poor woman sound Jewish, but sure. <laughs> Long Island at heart. We know. This Long is the way. Everybody loves our accent, and you know that. <laughs> All right. Anything to plug this week? See anything good? Probably not, because uh, nobody can I... talk about anything. What did I see? Oh, I started watching the Mayfair Witches, but not impressed. Not impressed? Not impressed. Like, I know nobody cares that I like the books better but this is like ridiculous i actually liked the same people's production of interview with a vampire and they changed a lot of stuff but it worked this one they've changed way too much stuff and it's not working they've made the characters very unlikable that's a shame i had nobody to root for you saw the trailer for the new percy jackson and now that's a thing i can get behind Ooh. hello i look forward to seeing that me too. Also, this year, Daria and Jane would be 41 years old. Darian. Daria. Daria. Oh, Daria. Daria. Where are you from? I don't know, California. Just saying. <laughs> Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, watch the new Percy Jackson when it comes out. I'll plug that again when it comes up. Yeah, same. Edge from wrestling, Adam Copeland. He's going to be Aries. I'm here for this. This is the latest uh, wrestler turned actor, the best of, of whom is Dave Batista, without question. He's oh, the most strange. I want to see the new the movie he's in, but I can't because I read the book and it tore my heart out. And oh, no. Soul. Which one is it? The Knock at the Cabin. Oh. Uh, and I know the character that he's playing, and I feel like he's going to be he would be so good, but I cannot sit through the movie. <laughs> But he's hey, it's a movie. It's a, I'm sure it's going to be wonderful. And if he's playing the character like the guy was in the book, it, he'll be amazing. He'll be mm, I'm going to go see it. I'm going to love yeah. it. Uh, the character is not an asshole, but an asshole. So, like, I feel like he can really do that. Like, he's a sympathetic villain. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Good news, everybody. Um, all right. 
let's let's bring her home let's all bring right. this car around uh you can like us at last god pod on twitter and instagram and g email us at lastgodpod at gmail.com uh, this show is hosted on Podbean at lastgodstanding.podbean.com. Thank you to Mike Cicino, uh for enduring my crazy and writing our theme music. Thank you to our listeners. Like, share, and subscribe. Goodbye. Bye. Nibbles, why are you being so bad?